welcome once again to the E-Bone Zone. I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 214th time on this Friday, January 8th, 2021. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, the finale, part six of a novel review series on C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters. the fade. Well, It's time for the final five. Last week we covered chapters 22 through 26 and we're in the home stretch. Only a few more to go. After I finish the summary, I'll have some final thoughts before the episode wraps up, but in order to be finished, we've got to get started. This episode contains spoilers. Now where were we? We start off chapter 27 with Screwtape saying that Wormwood is a little bit lacking in his tempting prowess lately because now that his charge is focused way more on love than he is on God, he's turned to God in prayer about it and made it the primary thing on his mind to change about himself. Wormwood reads that distraction is key and that the longer the real issues can be ignored in his patient's prayer, the more area they have to work with. Convince him that it doesn't matter, that anything to do with the scenario of love for a partner taking up more thought real estate than the love for God, it's not as big of a deal as people make it out to be. Screwtape goes back to the war, saying that false spirituality is a must really heighten that sense so that it's incredibly fragile, but at the same time, it's so strong that it can't be ignored. Screwtape reminds Wormwood then that a sense of false spirituality can replace real spirituality in a heartbeat so that his charge is more easily susceptible to disobedience when it comes to God. Another thing that's crucial in Screwtape's mind is making Wormwood's charge think that prayer doesn't work. Sort of a heads-or-tails situation where Wormwood's charge always comes out on top. If the thing he asks God for doesn't happen, well then that's another reason for him to believe that prayers are just a bunch of words floated out to nothing like a child letting go of an extra birthday balloon and watching it float not knowing where it'll end up. But if the thing he prays for happens, Wormwood is tasked with convincing his charge that it wasn't God who caused it and it was going to happen anyway, thusly forming the opinion in his mind that prayer is false. Screwtape says that since Wormwood's patient regards himself as an intellectual, he'll follow patterns, such as sometimes disregarding the truth or falsehood of a statement simply because an author you read a lot or someone you look up to said it or wrote it. He said that learning is dangerous because the mistakes of the past can be corrected by the thoughts and actions of the future. He signs the letter, Your Affectionate Uncle, Screwtape. Remember a few letters back when Screwtape mentioned that he didn't want reports of the war from Wormwood? Well, he meant it not that he didn't want any updates at all, just that he wanted information about the patient's mental and spiritual state concerning it, instead of how many people died or if rations were low and all that. Screwtape says that if anything at all right now, they want to keep Wormwood's patient alive because he hasn't yet been tempted enough and he has too many good people around him. He's given up the friends he once had that were full of pride and always concerned with themselves, found a good Christian girl, and has made strides in avoiding attacks on sexual morality. All is not well in Wormwood's camp, as you can guess. Everything they've thrown at the patient has failed so far. 
And Screwtape is less than thrilled that this is going on. He's getting disappointed that Wormwood's patient is getting closer to God because if he's killed in the war, then all their efforts will be lost. They'll have done all that tempting for nothing. So Screwtape says to Wormwood, guard him with your life so that he can make it out of war to be tempted more into sin. He also says that an attachment to Earth is a big deal. There's that contented worldliness again, because the more attached to something you are, the less you're willing to leave it. And that's not to say that Wormwood's charge doesn't want to go to heaven. Screwtape outlines that their best bet against all this is to guide the patient's thinking into a realm that heaven will be brought to Earth by human means and not by God's divine power. And that increases one of the main issues Screwtape has been trying to impress on Wormwood throughout the whole thing, worldliness. Screwtape realizes their time is short, so he tells Wormwood to keep his charge as safe as possible. He then signs the letter, Your Affectionate Uncle, Screwtape. In chapter 29, one of the final chapters of this book, we find Screwtape pondering something. Coward or courage? What's their aim? What are they going to do to exploit him this time around? Bravery, he says, isn't really the way to go because hatred is a better highway to drive down. They can control it more easily. Like we figured out by now, there's a war happening, and as is sometimes common, one side hates the other, and Screwtape thinks that this can be an advantage because hate makes it easier to make Wormwood's charge prone to violence, which could cause him to slip into some pretty sinful ways. Be it murder, rape, or pillaging, it doesn't really matter as long as there's something sinful going on. Wormwood needs to let him know that his hate is not on his own behalf, but on behalf of the women and children whom he is defending, so that what he does is viewed as just rather than absolutely and completely heinous. Wormwood later learns that hatred is spurred on by fear, and fear is a huge weapon, because the more you fear, the more you hate. There is an issue with all this, though. Screwtape tells his nephew that promoting charity can go the wrong way, because virtues are dangerous to the craft of tempting. The more virtuous you are, the harder it is to be tempted. So, it seems that bravery's off the table, and in hearing that, you'd be justified in thinking, Let's see, that only leaves one option. Oh my goodness, I'm a genius. I know where this is going. I would agree with you in most cases, but apparently being a coward doesn't exactly help their case either, because Wormwood's charge might learn too much about himself in that scenario, and that could lead to a greater understanding of the sins in his life, leaving an opening for them to be repented of. Also, Wormwood learns that encouraging that Christianity and idea from earlier is a huge win because it keeps his charge focused on something other than God and makes him more willing to turn to that for help instead of turning to him. He signs it, your affectionate uncle, Screwtape. Chapter 30 starts out with some concern because Wormwood's charge isn't feeling pride. He's scared because the police have raided homes as a byproduct of the war happening. His theory here is that he'll be more easily tempted because he's tired, but Screwtape, he sees it differently. He says fatigue works great sometimes, but it can be more often than not blown up in their face. When some people are tired, they're grumpy, but others are really gentle and kind and calm. Given the context of these letters, which one do you think Screwtape likes best? Moderate fatigue is the way to go. Then Wormwood can cause his patient to lash out at anything and everything that gets in his way when he's had a hard day. He can be led to think that he's been wounded because of all the inconveniences happening around him and 
stretching out the feeling of how tired he is can also increase his displeasure with the war and make him even angrier. Wormwood needs to avoid commitment, though. Attack his patience and let him run out of it at precisely the wrong moment. If Wormwood makes him think that religion is a fantasy, he'll be confused on what real really is. The goal for Wormwood is to shift the meaning of real to, well, whatever he wants. However, it'll best fit his needs in terms of tempting the patient. What they want Wormwood's charge to start thinking is that the real is what can be seen and felt, physical facts, and the not is what can't be seen or felt. Screwtape wants Wormwood to enforce the idea that his charge's faith is not real and it's just a distraction. As you can probably guess by now, he signs the letter, Your Affectionate Uncle, Screwtape. Chapter 31 sees the battle finally being lost for Screwtape and his protege because the patient's eyes have been opened at last. Wormwood's charge has died and gone to heaven. Now Screwtape is angry. He's really, really angry. His last letter is full of scolding because Wormwood let him slip through his fingers and Screwtape had some hope that the strangeness of new life in heaven, the shock of passing from one life to the next, would cause some sort of backpedaling, but that wasn't the case. Screwtape is ashamed that the patient can now speak with prophets and heroes of the faith that neither he nor Wormwood would ever be able to approach. He finds it disgusting. In his terms, it is completely a bust. Mission failed. All there is to do now is look back on what they could have done. And let's just say it'd probably be the best idea if Wormwood keeps one eye open because the letter's closing is different. This time, you're ravenously affectionate, Uncle. Screw tape. Now that we know how the book goes, and we've covered it, cover to cover and chapter by chapter, it's time for my take on what went down. As I said beginning the review a few episodes ago, this book isn't meant to be taken as a normal novel. Yeah, it's a narrative, but it's from a different point of view. Screwtapes. As we know, he's a demon in hell, so it's backwards, I guess you could say. He views heaven in a negative light, whereas I, as a Christian, view it the same as C.S. Lewis viewed it, in a positive light. Not to mention he used a lot of allegory in his writing that let his faith shine through the pages. See the contrast? He says in the foreword that, as we all know, the devil is a liar, and not everything Screwtape says is meant to be taken as fact. That furthers my point. You might have noticed I've said the phrase, in Screwtape's mind, a lot through the series, and there's a reason for that. It's because Screwtape is essentially the author. Yeah, C.S. Lewis wrote it, but it was written to make it seem as if Screwtape was behind the pen all along. This series of letters was a look at temptation and how to avoid it. We know that Screwtape and Wormwood are fictional characters, but as I and as many others know, as C.S. Lewis knew, temptation is very real. So I think of it this way. He was using this portrait of fictional tempters to inform his audience on how real demons worm their way into our lives. As I was reading through, I drew some parallels to my own experiences with temptation, and that to me really hammers home how great this book is, because everybody's been tempted, whether you're a Christian or not, and how effortlessly he pulled off all the things he did and made it relevant to everybody is really impressive. This was my first experience with a C.S. Lewis book, and I can say I wasn't disappointed. I'll definitely be checking out more of his stuff, and who knows, there might be another book of his reviewed in the future. I'd rate it 10 out of 10 for its ability to make you think. Seriously, this thing hits you hard in some spots. I enjoyed it, and I hope you did too. 
I appreciate you hanging out with me and taking time out of your week to hear what I've had to say. But that looks like all the time we've got for this episode. You can stay connected easily on Facebook and Twitter by searching Ebone Zone on Facebook and official EBZ on Twitter. That's capital O in official, capital E-B-Z. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and drop a review, tell me how I'm doing, and subscribe if you can. Until next time, God bless you, stay humble, and keep an ear out. Thank you.